Shirley and Monisha from Make It Shine, the money podcast. On today's podcast, we share the seven most common online scams and how to avoid them. Does a foreign prince really need your help or is someone just trying to swindle you? Keep listening to learn more. So Shirley, today we're going to talk about a very unfortunate way to lose money. Financial scams. Have you ever fallen for an online scam? Almost. One time I was going through my junk email folder and noticed in the subject line that someone inserted my email password from my high school days. Oh, wow. So of course I opened up the email and it said that it knows everything about me and they've been recording me for years and I needed to send them money right away or else they'll expose me. Oh my God, this is like a movie. (laughs) Exactly. And another time, this one is less dramatic. I got an alert from DoorDash that a delivery was on the way, but I didn't order anything. So I opened up the app and someone used my credit card to order order a bunch of tacos in the States. So I alerted DoorDash and the bank. So they canceled my order and credit card, of course. So I constantly get emails from Facebook all the time that I tried to update my password when obviously I didn't. (laughs) And I actually know a close friend of mine whose social media account was hacked. It was really crazy because the hacker actually messaged me from her LinkedIn account. Oh, wow. They pretended to be her. Yeah. And the messages were just very, how are you? How are things? Like normal things, right? Like you would text a friend. Yeah. And then they became so persistent. They started asking me like very personal questions. And then the way they were texting totally threw me off because their reactions weren't anything I would have expected. And even like the language, like the short forms they were using. So I actually ended up messaging them, right? In my head, I'm like, oh, I'm a super spy. And I was like, oh, tell me something only you and I know. And then they went cold. But the reality is like we'd been chatting for 15 minutes. So it actually took me a long time. And they were so insistent. That's kind of what triggered me to it. And I actually wasn't the only target. They targeted so many of our friend circle. Eventually, they hacked into that friend's PayPal account. And they convinced some of her other friends to send her money. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. And the weird part about online scams is they're actually nothing like that green screen, you know, digital hacking you see on TV with a coder typing away. Yeah. Most of the time, they rely on you to give information about yourself. Right. So just being tricked or scammed into doing it. Yeah. And these scammers are making a lot of money. So the social media scam industry alone is estimated at $770 million in 2021. Wow. And the phone scam industry is much bigger. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, Americans lost $10.5 billion to phone scams. But that that's number crazy. jumped to $30 billion in 2021, just two years. Yeah, that's so crazy. And honestly, I'm not surprised. Like, I feel like I have started receiving way more scam calls than I ever did before the pandemic. Oh, every day. <laughs> Several times a day for me. And with lockdown, everyone was encouraged to stay in their homes and mm-hmm. access as many services online, which meant that we became more susceptible to online fraud. Right. And then when you're at home, there's no third party to talk yeah. to, right? So you're not like walking to a branch. You don't have somebody telling you, hey, this seems like a scam. Here's the other thing. You usually hear that it's the elderly that are the main targets. But in the 2023 fraud study by CPA Canada, it's actually the younger demographic that's targeted. Yes, 63% of those aged between 18 to 34 said they had been a victim of a scam at least once in their life, compared to 39% of those aged 35 to 54 and 31% of those over 55. Right, so it's really important to be aware and educated about these scams so we can protect ourselves and our money. So let's dive into the 10 most common online scams. Okay, so number one, this is the overpayment scam. So one of the most common scenarios is online selling. Let's say you're selling like a used couch or something online for $1,000. So potential buyer will actually contact you and they'll send you payment that is much bigger. So that's the overpayment than the actual purchase price. So instead of $1,000, let's say they send you $2,000. And what they'll say usually is that the difference is to cover taxes that they thought they had to pay or you 
you know, to pay for shipment and handling. And, oh, you know, they didn't know how much it would be. So here you go. Here's an extra thousand. In any scenario, though, what they'll do is they'll just ask you to send back the overpayment. So the trick here is that the original payment made by the scammer buyer is actually fake. Mm-hmm. It's either made with a fake check or money order or with stolen credit cards. Right. And once you try to deposit the funds, the check will bounce. Or in the case of the credit card, the bank will reverse that payment because it was fraudulent. Correct. But you would have sent some of your own money, which was the overpayment to the fake buyer. That's right. Most people don't know this, but it's even possible to reverse an email money transfer if the person whose account the transfer was made from is a victim of hacking or fraud. So even if it's an email money transfer, that doesn't mean it can't be reversed. That's right. And don't spend the money. So wait until the check or e-transfer, wire transfer, or money order is fully cleared and validated by your financial institution. Mm -hmm. And the best way to avoid the scam is to be aware of anyone sending you more money than you asked for. Yeah, that's good advice, Shirley, right? Also use some judgment, right? In this scenario that I shared, why would someone buy a used couch and try and get it shipped across the country, right? It makes no sense. Number two is the lottery or sweepstakes scam. So you've received a letter or emails or texts or any message saying that you won a prize or the lottery. Yay. So the scammer (laughs) contacts you to send funds in order to receive the prize or to cover the taxes. Right. And they may even send you a check or money order, right? That makes it feel real. But the process is the same. Those checks will never clear. You will be out of pocket for the money you sent over to cover these incidental fake winning costs. And then number three is the employment scam. So one of the biggest targets of this fake job scam has been secret shoppers. So in this scenario, you think you've been hired to work with a legitimate company Mm -hmm. and they send you a check as part of your mystery shopping gig and ask you to buy gift cards. Yeah, and they pressure you. They're like, oh, you need to complete this assignment as soon as possible. And they force you to act fast without thinking. So before you find out that the check they sent actually hasn't cleared. Yeah, and then they ask you to send photos of these gift cards so they can just use them Mm -hmm. and redeem them themselves. And it actually surprised me that the average amount of money lost to this type of scam is almost $1,200. So one way to know it's a scam is if they're paying you hundreds of dollars to do something simple. Yeah. We've covered mystery shopping as a potential side hustle in our last episode. And we were both mystery shoppers at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. And you get like $25 for a time, not thousands of dollars. <laughs> exactly, right? So before providing your information online and signing up, make sure you validate that it's a legitimate company. Actual mystery shopping companies, if you could believe it, they've actually struggled to find people to work for them because so many believe it's a scam now. And to expand this to other jobs, especially with the rise of remote working, The scam is that people are told that they are hired for jobs and pay for work that they think is an advanced payment or they sign up with a bonus with a check. Again, it's an overpayment of some kind and they're asked to send money someplace else to cover business expenses. Right, and again, the actual check is fake, it doesn't clear, and then your own funds have been sent somewhere else. And in all three types of scams, whether they're selling online or think you've won the lottery or have a job with an advanced paycheck, the original payment is fake. And the easiest way to figure it out is to contact your bank to make sure the payment settles. Also, just don't wire, you know, money to people you don't know. Exactly. Okay, so the next category of scams are probably the oldest in the book. These are all impersonations or con artists. So scam number four is what they call the romance scam or the sweetheart scam. And honestly, part of me thinks this is the cruelest scam. It's not only someone's money, but also someone's feelings. Yeah, so as the title suggests, this is the scam... And it could be online or even in person where someone pretends to be in a romantic relationship, but they're really just using you to get your money. And while this can happen at any age, this scam tends to target people age 55 plus. Yeah, it is so hard to spot because people are looking for love online nowadays. A 2023 survey said 39% of heterosexual relationships and 60% of same-sex relationships actually start online now. So as the name suggests, sweetheart scammers pretend to fall in love with people in order to win their trust and steal their money. 
and they take their time. Mm-hmm. So it could take months or even a year or more for them to gain trust before they start asking for money for airline tickets, school tuition, medical costs, or other temporary financial setbacks. And they're often initiated on dating websites and apps, right? So via social media. And unfortunately, they usually target people whose spouses have recently died. And they find out this information about you through social media, and then they catfish you by pretending to be someone you want to date. Have you seen, um, what was that show called on Netflix? The Tender Swindler. Just watch that and you learn all about (laughs) sweetheart scammers. So there was an elderly woman on Dr. Phil who claimed that she sent her online boyfriend almost $1 million. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yeah, she only stopped because she was broke. And there's so many other stories like this that we probably don't even know because people are too embarrassed to share, right? Right. And some of the red flags are if this person falls in love with you too quickly. So there was a woman Mm -hmm. in Toronto who was convinced that a pilot in Qatar that she never met was in love with her. And in her case, he said, oh, I want to send you $150,000 worth of gifts, but I need you to cover the shipping and handling, which is like over (laughs) $20,000. So another red flag is they write and quickly give you generic nicknames like dear, darling. That probably means that they're doing this to a lot of people at the same time. Yeah. And they're going to encourage you not to discuss this relationship with family or friends. And of course, they're going to be completely unable to meet you in person, right? And they always have one excuse or another for that. Of course. This is a hard one because scammers will do whatever it takes to trick you. Mm-hmm. One woman from Edmonton lost a ton of money to a romance scam. She had multiple video chats with this guy to prove he was real. And he even sent her photos of his passport. And the police are saying that nowadays these scammers are actually getting actors, like they're paying actors to fly and visit the person they're scamming in person. So it feels real. And romance scam is actually the number one scam in Canada and probably severely underreported. All right. Scam number five is the grandparent scam. So this is in the same vein and targets the elderly. Usually they will call and say, hey, granddad, do you know who this is? And then they pretend to be whoever the grandparents guessed. Mm-hmm. So they will then ask for money for something extreme like bail or kidnapping and then beg their grandparents not to share this with anyone else. Right. And they always say, hey, send the money through like Western Union or obviously a wire transfer. Yeah. And it's all fake, obviously. And the police say mm-hmm. now that this scam is even more elaborate with hired actors pretending to be bond bailsmen that get put on the phone. So similar to this is scam number six. This is what they call the authority scam. So usually this is people from what you would believe is positions of authority calling you and asking for money, saying you owe taxes, you have payments on debt and so on. Yeah. So I get so many of these automated calls from people pretending to be calling from the CRA or the border agency. Mm -hmm. Same here. And they always threaten you. You know, if you don't respond immediately, you don't send these funds, the police is going to come after you and you're going to put in jail and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's a common theme, right? Pressuring you so that you don't have time to collect your thoughts. Exactly. This same idea is also used by imposters pretending to be debt collectors. Now, some of them might even have gotten hold of personal information about you. So for instance, they may have gotten information through previous hacks. Yeah, if you remember, Equifax was hacked and over 200,000 people had their credit information stolen. That's right. And also some of your information may be publicly available knowledge. So don't always think that because the person on the phone is mentioning an account you have or used to have, it doesn't mean that they are legitimate. Right. A healthy skepticism is actually going to serve you really well. And remember, they called you, so you don't actually know who they are. Yes, and also clicking on links or emails or messages that look like they're from legitimate sources like your bank or online shopping sites, but they're actually from scammers who are trying to get your personal information like passwords or credit card numbers. Yeah, you want to avoid this. This is called phishing. A good way to avoid is to always double-check the sender's email address or phone number before clicking on any links or giving out any personal information. Okay, the last type of scam we're going to discuss today is a tech support scam. So these are pop-ups or phone calls that claim to be tech support companies like Microsoft or Apple saying that your computer has a virus and you need to pay them to fix it. 
Yeah, and if you encounter this type of scam, don't click on any links or don't, you know, definitely don't give them access to your computer. Instead, just hang up, right? Contact the actual tech support company to verify if there's really an issue with your device. There are so many of these scammers. Mm-hmm. They actually spend dollars advertising on sites you may visit. Yeah, and the trick is they're the ones actually that would be infecting your computer once you give them access. Or, you know, they're just convincing you that your computer is compromised. Yeah, so it's important to remember that legitimate tech support companies will never call you out of the blue and ask for remote Mm -hmm. access to your computer. So if you receive a call like this, hang up immediately. So those are the top seven online scams, but there are many, many, many other variations of these scams. Plus, the scammers are always innovating and coming up with new ways to separate you from your hard-earned cash. Yeah, if you notice, all these scams have some very common themes. Yes, these are five common signs of a scam. Hopefully, that's going to help you avoid them. So number one, they contact you. Mm-hmm. This is the most obvious sign. You know, if you didn't call them, you don't really know who they are. The caller ID, email address, that can all be faked. A way I avoid this, especially for phone scams, is I don't pick up calls from numbers I don't know. And I just let them go to voicemail. Same, right? If it's important or someone I know, but from a new number, I mean, I can always call them back. Yeah. And the second sign is that they dangle some sort of bait, usually a large and tempting amount of money. Right, and this could be paying above asking for something you're selling or a big price or a shopping spree or an easy loan. Mm -hmm. The third sign is they want your personal information. So anytime anyone asks for your personal information, bank accounts, social security number, social insurance number, you should be on alert, right? Don't give it away quickly or easily, especially to someone you don't know. You're possibly going to become a victim of identity theft. That's right. And the fourth sign is you have to pay them first. So if someone offers you a prize, debt relief or employment, But first, you have to pay an upfront fee to get it. You're probably being scammed. Yep. And lastly, number five, you have to wire money or send gift cards. If you're about to wire money or send gift cards to someone in order to receive a prize or pay off a debt collector that contacts you, stop. This is most likely a scammer trying to get your money. Especially gift cards. No legitimate business is going to want payment and gift cards. Yes, (laughs) that's right. And the other thing is so many people who have been victims of scams blame themselves. But the reality is these scammers are persistent and sophisticated. Yeah, and that's our job, right? To scam people. Mm -hmm. So they invest a lot of time and effort in targeting you. So if you do end up being a victim of fraud, share it with others, right? Report it so that other people can be more vigilant. That's right. Well, thank you for listening. And remember, if it feels too good to be true, it probably is. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And please share it with a friend. And if there are other topics you want us to explore, contact us on our Instagram account, Make It Shine Money. And we just started our TikTok account. Follow Make It Shine Money on TikTok. Please subscribe and don't forget to make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.